Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you're listening to our Raspberry Tea Pod Chat. Um, in the house today, as always, is Claire, Claire and Joe. And we want to talk to you today about when the big things in life happen and you have to make a decision to start over. Whether that's a job, a business, a relationship, whatever it might be. We all hit times, many times in life, I'm guessing, if not, if you're not, you'd have to be very, very lucky not have to start over more than a few times. Um, but we all hit those times in life when a big change is either forced or is necessary for our own good. Um, so, yeah, take it away, ladies. Well, I guess it was me, wasn't it, that put this one in the pot. So get ready for some craziness. Um, No, I always get quite excited, actually, about changes and in particular, the big life changes. So I guess for me, the reason that I'm like that, we when we were younger, we used to move around quite a lot with dad's work. And to the extent one school, one little school I was at for three weeks I was talking to mum about it only yesterday oddly enough um and I went into that school for three weeks before we moved on to the next because of the crossover um in the terms and what have you and we just get used to dealing with change like that so for me I have now moved 31 times and that ridiculous (laughs) it is ridiculous but I don't do things by halves do I um so you know for me I picking up and starting over and and re-evaluating I suppose everything in life is is nothing new and it brings me excitement it's it's adding new experiences it's not always for the same reason over the last 20 years it generally has been (laughs) apart from and mainly men involved in it apart from the redundancy which obviously was huge after 20 years with one business, but 26 years in finance altogether. Um, it was a big, big life change to, to pick myself up and start over from that. Um, and I don't think you always realise how much of an impact it has on you in all senses of the word. Um, you just seem to do it, don't you? You just get on with it and do it. Well, it's fight, fight or flight, isn't it? You've got to survive. It's- basically depending on the circumstance depends which way you choose to go but you can't just say this has happened I'm never moving it again as in I'm going to stand still and think the same thought for the rest of my life you've got to react to it and respond to it and it's it's the importance is the way you respond isn't it it's that old saying that we can't choose things that happen to us but we can choose our response yeah um so yeah yeah what about you Claire well I think the 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 standout things where you've really had to sort of make a change has been career-wise I've had two redundancies um I resigned from my first business after eight and a half years things just were if you if you wake up in the morning and you don't want you don't want to go to work and it's your business something's wrong yeah um so that was probably the biggest decision that I made that I didn't I I wasn't forced to make it it was one that I chose to make and it was, yeah. it was for the right reasons and for the better but yeah I uh I resigned from my own business after eight and a half years and 
went on my own, <laughs> um, which was very hard. And, and that was probably quite enlightening in itself because the sides of the business that I'd not had anything to do with, I then had to do. Um, so it was a couple of lessons learned in the two and a half years that I worked on my own previously. Um, and then there were decisions that were sort of uh, more imposed on me when two redundancies within three and a half years of each other. But the last one, I'm so grateful for it because I would have been sat in there in that job, going to work and enjoying most of the work and some great people to work with. And the business is very interesting and exciting, but it wasn't a challenging job. It wasn't a fulfilling job for me and what my needs are. So I think unless I'd had that redundancy then, I don't think I would have jumped because it was a very cushy salary <clears throat> and I got to travel and do lots of things. So it got a lot of upsides to it. But looking back on it now, it wasn't the right thing for me. It didn't, it didn't drive my passion. It wasn't, it was just going to work and taking the wage, um, giving my all to the job like I always do. But I think if I hadn't been forced into that redundancy, then I wouldn't have set up Maker Brew and that really does I love what I do. Up the ups, the downs, the the good days, the bad days, the stressful jobs when things aren't quite going right with technology, or you've got a more challenging client either because they can't articulate what they want, or you've not asked the right questions. Sometimes, sometimes you have days like that when you need to work a little bit harder at things. It's not always easy. Um, I think they're the, they're the big sort of career and business ones that are really stand out, other than like standard career journey that you have you as you grow up and get older you change jobs and move from job to job and that sort of thing but I think the big life one was <clears throat> whilst there have been longer relationships and things have happened I think last last year's one was quite unique in the sense that it happened in a lockdown so it was extremely intense from an external perspective and then right slap in the middle of it when everything was going really well and whatnot um a health diagnosis for my partner then just absolutely whipped the carpet from under it more for her because it was happening to her but when you're close to somebody like that it obviously has an impact um but I thought we'd we'd sort of said look I'm here to support you I'll be with you on the journey not a problem anything you need and then that was all good and a couple of months later I wake up to a, a, a message uh, now that was because at the time that was all that she was capable of doing, but I didn't receive it like that straight away. I thought, well, that's disrespectful in one sense. So I, I took the choices that she made for her benefit and she needed to make for herself as sort of attacks and disrespecting me. Um, a lot of upset for at least a week for one of trying to, only give something a day or two days and trying to take control of my emotions and feelings. Now, Claire, you're well aware of this because the, the amount of tears that were shed over those phone calls during that week was ridiculous and I just couldn't help it. But after the week so, sort of and, and being and luckily having somebody like you and some friends to talk to, I think I then I realised about what what lesson that gave me, the fact that I could look at it and th think that those things weren't happening to me. They were her choices of things she needed to do for her, but what did I need to learn? And that was actually to not give all of myself to somebody else. I needed to give my, I needed to love me. 
finally work on actually how do you love yourself? How do you do it? Because I bet a lot of people are, that listen to this podcast, if they hear that question, they go like that, what do you mean? Yeah. Doing things for yourself, selfish. No, it's not about doing things for yourself. It's about looking after yourself and your needs. You, now, can't, it, you can't give to somebody else if you're, if you're not right. Yeah. yeah. And the, that's the, the whole point. Yeah, the best analogy of it is you're on a plane and you're always told if anything happens, you put your own mask on first before you can help somebody else. Even though instincts, even if you've got children, instinct would tell you to put yeah. theirs on first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, so it's it's kind of going against your instincts and you've really got to, have, I think you've got to be ready for it. Mm-hmm. You, can't, you can't decide you're going to love yourself and, and look after yourself at a particular point in time because everybody's going to be ready for it in a, dif- in a different space, if ever, and I hope people are. I think there are some people that naturally always do it. Yeah, you, some people. Don't I, I live with one of them. <laughs> yeah, which you found out more so than ever for the last twelve months that he's been at home. <laughs> but you, some people, I think, don't actually consciously do it. But if you, if you, if you realise that either either things in life keep happening to you, or you think they keep happening to you, or you're causing a repeating pattern then something's got to change. And ultimately, you can look at any relationship that breaks down and just say, well, what did I do? And it might not be a thing that you did or and, and something you said or anything like that, but it's actually, I, I gave too much of me away. Now you can love somebody completely and wholly, not absolutely, but you've got to hold some back for yourself. You've got to, you've got to look after yourself. How can you love somebody else if you don't love yourself? And that's really weird that you say that because tomorrow, as of the date that we're recording this, is Groundhog Day. Ah. <laughs> I can only enlighten all of my relationships and all the times I've said I'm starting over and going into a new relationship to Groundhog Day. Because I like, oh, I'm in a new relationship. You can almost see people going, oh, God, not again. <laughs> And it's been because I've approached every single relationship in the past in the same way, where I have given so much because inside of me, there is so much to give and I've not held any back for me. And I really haven't recognized who I am or how much I am worth in the past because I've always wanted to fix everyone else. I've always wanted to make everyone else love themselves. And one ex-partner of mine many, many years ago said, you have turned me into a beast and this beast has turned against you. And he, you know, he literally came to me and he was so shy. He was like really old fashioned in every sense of the word. Mm. And all of a sudden he's this completely different character who everybody adores. And even more so now, everybody loves him even more because there's just so much more of him and everyone's seen his personality. And he's now turned against me because he's so confident. Oh, no, I don't want to be with you anymore. There's more out there than, than I thought. You know, you were great while you were there and helped me, but that's not good enough anymore. And no. so I've then gone into every single relationship, signed it, kind of not even realizing it, thinking that's all I'm worth. So that's what I will do. So over and over again, and like I say, it's, it's like you can just see it on people's faces. Oh, God, what's she going to do now? And... Yeah, it's, it's Joe, just that, Joe, that, that's your entire life 
we, 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 we start these episodes and go, God, what's she going to say today? Yeah, for God's sake, keep her quiet. <laughs> no, not a prayer of that. No, never, never keep you quiet. Never, never, never suppress you. But it's, it's just like, oh God, what's she going to say today? And it's yeah. inevitably entertaining, so it's fine. Well, that's good. That's good. So yeah, I mean, you know, starting over in relationships, there's been a fair few. Um, they you always bring any massive career changes. Me, mm. well. Obviously, since the redundancy and then setting up the business, um, that's the biggest ever, ever. Um, in a sense, the body shop business wasn't, whilst body shop was new to you, network marketing wasn't new to you. And that's kind of, yeah, I mean, I guess that's almost, that fell into place, I think, that came across it quite by accident. It fell into place. I think with Raspberry Flamingo, it is so completely different. And yes, I, I mean, I completely flunked my English O-level. I got a U. But yet English you're O-level. a qualified English teacher. I went back and did a GCSE and I came out of that with a grade B. And then I went on to do um, a teaching degree with English as my speciality because I got English A-level. And now I write. <laughs> <laughs> so if that's not a uh, complete start over, I don't know what is. And it's a poking the eye to the... Uh, so why, why are you only saying this now when we're 20 minutes into this episode about starting over? Because it's not all about me. <laughs> but that's huge. Yeah, I, um, I, I spectacularly failed my O-levels. Um, no, I mean the, the actual journey of that, not, not the, the failure, because you, you have to fail sometimes to learn the lesson. Yeah. Because you've, you've not t- took it all in, that, that's fine. Yeah. But you only fail when you give up, not, not try yeah, to I, try again. Yeah. Pulled myself together. Mum said she could. Mum said she could hear the squeals and the screams from Gainsborough to Scunthorpe <laughs> when I got my O level results. But yeah, I turned it round. Um, I went to John Leggett Sixth Form College, and they were absolutely awesome. Um, did three years there because I did a year of GCSEs in which I got five. Turned the English round completely. Then did English A level. Um, then went off did a teaching degree and qualified as an English teacher. And um, then, then you get crashed my coffee with somebody else. I did, yes, because as is and said, and when I told you what I was doing, you went, "Oh, if you ever want anybody to write for you." And then about two months later, I contacted you and goes, "Oh, you know, you said you're interested in writing. Have you got any time?" And you went, "I was made redundant last Friday." And it, and the rest they say as they say is history, isn't it? It's, I mean, it, it was the the raspberry flamingo business with yourself is the biggest, I would say, life change ever for me, because it's it's allowed me to be me. It's allowed me to be creative and you giggle every time, you know, I, I, I come up with a topic. It's like, where the hell did that come from? And, you know, sometimes it takes a bit of work because I get a little bit too carried away with my creativity. Um, however, the clients love it. When it goes back out, they absolutely love it. And, you know no two days are the same no two clients are the same no two blogs are the same it is complete different world I think I live in a parallel universe to be honest I think it's it's quite odd really um my brain and my mouth don't engage clearly like Joe's mentioned raspberry flamingo and obviously it's been men- talked about a couple of times in other episodes but raspberry flamingo came about through a big change in your life yeah, I mean, 
it was a series of huge changes. Um, so I'd been working at Sheffield University um, in a management role for, well, I'd got up to a management role. I'd been there for 16 years and they offered any member of staff uh, voluntary severance. And something just told me to apply. Um, it wasn't until I actually thought about it that I realised how unhappy I'd become and how I'd lost myself. Um, Although I didn't really know what I was going to do, I applied. Um, And then I went through the process of, well, if I don't get it, I actually really enjoy my job. (laughs) But when it was offered, it was like, God, yeah, I'm going. Um, I left and decided to be a practice practicing mental health therapist um which I did for quite a while my client base changed over the time that I was practicing and it got to the point that some of the abuse cases I was dealing with you couldn't even read it in the most appalling fiction you've Mm. ever read um it got to the point that I thought, you know, I'd got suicidal clients, I'd got abuse clients, I'd got teenage self-harming clients, which I loved working with. Um, but it just got to the point that you sort of started to look at people slightly differently. Yeah. Um, you know, what's going on behind those closed doors? And unfortunately, one of the, the abuse cases I was dealing with, whilst this lady hadn't actively taken part in the abuse, she hadn't stopped it. And she was a teacher at my daughter's school. <laughs> and I had to go to the headmistress and say you never put my daughter in her class and yeah. I wasn't even asked why because they were obviously very aware of the situation because there had been a lot of publicity around this case um, I just thought I can't that lady is somebody I would never have guessed would be in that environment you know to me yeah. and it just started making me question people and so I decided to go part-time with the therapy and, and stick to the teenagers that I really, really loved working with. Um, and at the same time as I did that, I got a call from somebody who I used to work with at the university who'd also left and said, would you put us a training course together and run it multiple times for our company because we want everybody to go through it. And so I brought the training sort of element, the academic element back in. Mm-hmm. Um, but after another couple of years to be honest I'd, I'd really just sort of lost myself again I'd, it wasn't where I was meant to be um whilst I enjoyed the pockets of work I was doing I wasn't actively going out and promoting myself as a business in any shape whether it would be the therapy or the training side um I, I was really bored again and so I sat down with Carl and, and he said well make a list of everything you love absolutely everything you love and at Mm. the bottom put everything you would never want to do yeah and when he read that he sort of went oh those things have surprised me but they shouldn't have when I think about one of them was being creative yeah and the other one was interior design and decorating and he said to me set up an interior design company just like that just like that and I thought do you know what why not why not do it but because I enjoyed decorating as well I physically enjoyed doing the decorating I wanted 
the company's cover both, so it did. Yeah. And I joined a wonderful network that I'm still a member of, although it's changed over the years. And the business went through the roof. And what was a little part-time job, realistically for me, became three sites running every day with five members of the team plus me. And I was working like 6.30am to 10pm most days. And Mm. my family life was falling to pieces around me and I was making stupid decisions. Mm. Um, I fell off a ladder um, and shattered my leg and, and... you know, I couldn't walk for 18 months, basically, after that. I got external fixator frames on for 18 months. Um, so I'd, I'd, during that time, I'd had grief for my business because they told me I could never go back to decorating. Um, my main guy who was working with me said, I'll do the decorating and run the teams, you'll do the interior design and look after the client side of it and the quality checks and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. it didn't feel right it wasn't yeah. what I wanted to do um so I had to grieve for that business and I know that sounds really dramatic but I actually it was the first time after leaving the university I felt like I was where I was supposed to be I was really enjoying that business yeah so I, I did grieve for it um passed it over to him and then when I knew that my frame was coming off and I was going to start to be able to get more mobile again. I had to think of a business I could do behind a laptop because I didn't know how mobile I would ever be again. Um, I just, I did the same exercise that I'd done with Carl previously, but rather than look at everything I enjoyed, I looked at all my jobs and what elements of them I'd enjoyed Mm. and every single one from the first advertising agency I worked at after education through to the university it was writing newsletters it was writing you know uh, admissions guides it was right creating training courses it was uh, putting on conferences for people to it was it was all the sort of marketing but focusing around the writing Mm -hmm. side and so I contacted a few people and said do you think that more businesses need this service and was given work from that one message so raspberry flamingo was born um so i've had significant start overs yeah which a lot of people would go how did you go from being a university to being a, a clinical therapist to being a decorator mm. to being a copywriter but it's all led me to where I am now because through all of those things, you know, through the decorating, I made all the contacts that Raspberry Flamingo was based on. Yeah. Because they were all small business owners in my network that needed Raspberry Flamingo services. Mm. So it's it's been this huge journey. And through the through the therapy, learning to ask the hard questions enables me to get to know our clients really well. Yeah. And that's one thing that we really do pride ourselves on, isn't it? The fact that we get to know the clients the way that we do. Um, I was just giggling then, as you said, you know, all the things that you've gone through have led you to that moment. If there's one thing I used to be absolutely rubbish at in English, it was creative, right? (laughs) Wow. I absolutely loved English literature, but the, the creative writing side of it, even at university, 
That's funny because I loved creative writing. I can't do it now. (laughs) And and so we that's why I do the copper. Yeah. Because that's got the psychology bit in it and the other side of it. Whereas you use your flair and talents for creativeness in people's blogs. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's but yes, so I mean I've had to start over a number of times on a personal relationship point of view. Um, I've walked away from properties with nothing but my clothes and my possessions mm. and just gone, I don't care, have it, I'll start afresh. Mm. Um, you know, I've done that at least twice. No, I did do it twice, not at least, I've done it twice. Um, you know, because I just, I was just like, I don't want to go through the hassle of the fights and the arguments. Yeah. I know I'm capable of looking after myself. I know I'm capable of earning enough money to have the life I want, sort of thing. So I just walked away. Um, I'm not saying it hadn't gone through a lot to get to that point of the relationship. It's not like I woke up one day and went, "Oh, I don't like you anymore. I'm off." Yeah, you know, it was it was the end of a a bad relationship, sort of thing that had ended up as a bad relationship. But I have walked away on more than one occasion. Um, and just completely started over and I remember one time I was splitting up with somebody and it was while I was doing my master's degree and I actually walked out the house after an argument and I remember walking through the snow and thinking I can't be bothered to finish this degree now I'm just going to work and then I just suddenly I just thought no it's imperative you finish this degree because you've got to now look after yourself completely you've got you know and, and it's amazing how you, your brain goes from doom and gloom, oh, I can't be asked with anything because I'm in this upset state, to the fight of, actually, all of you can bog off because I'm going to do this and I'm going to prove it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean... My, one of my friends one day was... was She needed to kind of end this relationship. It had been going on for far too long and he was getting everything out of it and she was getting very little... And at the end of it, you know, she was upset. And she said she can remember sitting there in the house. The house was hers. He'd gone. All of his stuff had gone. She can remember being really upset about it, sitting crying for about 10 minutes and then looking around her thinking, nobody's watching me. No one knows I'm crying. What am I doing this for? Just pick yourself up, sort yourself out and get on with it. And and I think the only time that I've really done that in a relationship or as in a relationship has ended was when I split up with my ex-husband. And that was probably, this sounds awful, one of the easiest relationship splits ever. And I came out of it with a decent amount of money, a cat and a karaoke machine. And he even helped, yes, karaoke queen here. um, He even helped me the day the removal guys came to move me into my new house. And the guy said, oh, is that the guy you're moving in with? I'm like, nope, that's the one I'm divorcing. <laughs> and I it was think, that you know, there are, there are a number of people who get together as teens, get together in the very early 20s, yeah. who manage to have a career within the same organisation. You know, my other half's been at his company 34 years. He's now the longest serving member of staff. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because the, the MD above him is it was his father's business. Yeah. So I'll work for his yeah. father and, and Carl's gone up from apprentice to 
um, international director. Um, there are a number of people who have these very long relationships, both at work and personally. Mm -hmm. And when then suddenly comes to the point of you've got to start over, it's a much bigger thing. It's yeah. a much more traumatic thing than for those of us that have had varied careers. We've had businesses, we've not had businesses, we've been employed, we've not been employed. Do you know what I mean? And I mm -hmm. think as much as, as you're going through it, you sort of, everybody, I think naturally we all want that one person. Yeah. And you want that length of relationship with that yeah. one person. But actually, I feel that everything I've been through has been worthwhile. Yeah. Everything I've I've done has brought me to where I am now. Yep. You know, it, dealing with some of the personal stuff I'm dealing with, with my aunt's estate and things, I wouldn't know the people that I've needed to call on. Mm. I wouldn't have the knowledge of business processes to be able to deal with the solicitors in a certain way. Yeah. Or, or do you know what I mean? And I think yeah, yeah. for me, no experience is wasted. And no time really life. is wasted, is it? I, no. I look back over my life and I've done a similar exercise just recently looking back because there are times when you think, I've done nothing. I've just turned 50 and I've done nothing. And yet, actually, it's like, do you know You're what? You've been sick on a skydive. That tops yeah. everything. That's unique, isn't it? I've been sick. Was that this pod chat or was that the one? We were... It was before, wasn't it? It was last week. <laughs> yeah, anyway, uh, if you didn't listen to that one, it's quite entertaining. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, I can't even remember what I was talking about now. What was I talking about? You've just analysed where you've come from because you got yes. 15 and you thought you'd not done anything. And actually, you've done an awful lot. And what was I going to say? Oh, God. I've lost my thread. That's not like you. I know. Claire. Anyway. Fill in. <laughs> I just think you, 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 we talked about reflection before. You, you, you do need to stop and look back because you, you just go through that many things. And the more relationships and businesses and life experience you get, you are, you just carry on. You just go through it because you can. It's like water off a duck's back. But like we said before, if you stop and look behind you, like you've you've come out of these relationships, you've looked, you just look back then, that marriage you got out of, which marriages can be horrendous things to get out of and you get lots of tie-in, that was easy to get out of because it, mm. was, it was naturally, it should have ended, it maybe shouldn't have even started. We've talked about that before. But the, the jobs, you've actually thankfully gone full loop now back to something that you love and you're passionate about and yeah. not many people can do that because once you get into a job and you get the lifestyle and you have to maintain it and you need the salary it's like people that start their own businesses usually there's a really big catalyst that makes them start it like being made redundant or something you don't walk away from a really well-paid job and stability and security and working nine to five and getting paid holidays and paid sick pay to be self-employed Correct. Not, not many people will do that. Yeah. So the fact that you can look back on those things and see the changes you've made, and you should never think that you've not done anything. Do you know what? I was just, the thing that I was going to say, and I've just written it down this time, so I don't forget, I wouldn't change my life. So 
that that kind of has, has hit the nail on the head. I've looked back at what I have achieved and I'm not bragging because I don't brag about anything. I am really happy with the way that things have gone. I have learned from everything, starting over endless times in relationships. You know, it's all been worth everything I've gone through to get to this point. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly how I feel. I feel so business-wise. I won't be I won't be as well equipped to run this business now if I'd not done it twice before and made some mistakes or if I'd not been in the job roles that I've been in and got that experience I would I wouldn't be able to do what I do as well as I do it and relationship wise whilst at the time and maybe closer to them I would have thought oh my god that's ended what am I going to do what am I going yeah. to do? ever going to want me actually no I'm all right on my own I, I don't need anybody I would like to but I don't need anybody and I'm the best version of me that I could ever be right now. I want to be physically better and healthier for me and my health benefit going forwards. But that's for me. I'm not doing it for anybody else. Yeah. And you've got to look back on all those experiences and think, well, I wouldn't be where I am now if I'd not been through those. So whilst I might not have recognised it then, if you can look back and just go, well, yeah, I had to learn. What did I learn? Yeah. Or what did I do again and again and again till I learnt it? What was the pattern? Right, we really need to put it to bed now because I'm not doing that again. And for me, it was the fixing. So like, what we're saying, all of us in our own ways, is that starting over is actually a really good thing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm not saying start over for no reason. If things are good, keep them good. Yeah. Not, you know, don't jump ship if you don't need to jump ship. But... If you do find yourself in a position where you need to make a significant change in life and start afresh, you know, some some business coaches call it getting into the right vehicle from a business point of view. And if your vehicle's not getting you from A to B anymore, change the vehicle. Um, you know, personal relationships, unfortunately don't always last we don't always go into them with our eyes wide open with a logical head on it might be an age thing it could be a we're low at that moment in time and we we want somebody rather than waiting for the right person there's hundreds of reasons why relationships don't work out um people change yeah you know if you've been with somebody from a young age for a long time people change and if both partners don't change in the same way at the same time there's issues mm-hmm. you know and that that's whether it's a business relationship I guess if you've got a business partner like you had Claire or it's, you know so if it's not working out and you think you need to jump ship and start over do it because the sky's the limit anything's possible and you don't know what wonderful things are around the corner and if you're ever doubting yourself just look back at what you have achieved because there's a bit of a cheesy comment that that you often see on Facebook that you know look back your track record of getting through day by day up to today has been pretty damn good so far so you've got every opportunity in the future to make of it what you want one of my favorite sayings is the universe will never throw anything at you that you're not strong enough to deal with. Yeah, absolutely. And in the the toughest times, I always tell myself that whenever something I feel like is really crap happens, I'll just go, this wouldn't be happening to me if I couldn't get through it. Mm. It'll be fine. And you've got to have that belief. 
I feel like a cup of tea. So I think on that note, it's, it's time, time for a brew. Bye. <laughs>